Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. As you can see, I'm on camera. If you're listening through Apple, Spotify, or Google, all you're doing is hearing my voice, which you always do, but we are on YouTube. I'm so excited in 2022 to introduce um, some of my Zoom interviews and in-person interviews on YouTube. You can search WIDPOD, Write It Down podcast, in your search for YouTube. Today, I had Derek Brooks come on. He's an NFL Hall of Famer, was inducted in 2014. He got a phone call and a knock on the door from David Baker, who also came on Write It Down last year. Super exciting. Uh, Derek Brooks played 14 years for the Tampa Bay Bucks, and now he serves the Bay Area um, with his charity and helping others. Tony Dungy was a huge um person in his life that helped him really create more of a drive to serve others in his community as well as some of his conversations with Bobby Bowden. Unfortunately, Derek Brooks did go to FSU and I know those of you who are listening are Gator fans. So anyways, I'm super excited to share this conversation. All you have to do is sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome to the Write It Down podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, on the mic with Derek Brooks. Derek, Thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Brooke. It's uh, my pleasure to sit up here and and conversate with you and uh, further your message of writing it down. So hopefully I can, I can provide some uh, words you. of wisdom and encourage others to obviously uh, continue with you are starting on your journey, encouraging people to write it down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to have you, but I'm also really bummed that you're a Seminole because I'm a Gator. But it's okay. It's all right. I might be. I've decided this year I'm an Aggies fan because I watched the Aggies beat um, Alabama. So I was like, you know what? Here I am, a Texas fan. So anyways, I am very glad that you're on the show today. I want to hop right in. We got to meet um, a couple months ago through our friend Marcus Allen. I came to uh, your golf tournament over in Tampa, which was awesome. Something that stood out to me a lot about you was at the forefront of your mind, even in your 14 seasons in the NFL, you still wanted to find your purpose and your passion outside of football. So the stories that you've shared have been so incredible through that, but you had somebody that was very pivotal in your life. And um, I would really like to ask you what it was like being close with Tony Dungy and some of the things that he said to you that kind of um, accelerated that thought process of putting other people first and having something outside of football to focus on. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate you using that word, accelerate, uh, because, you know, growing up in Pensacola, Florida, and attending school in, in Tallahassee, I had a foundation set with Coach Bobby Bowden, talking about faith, family, football, and everything else. But to your point, I did not know the avenue in which to drive my thought process and energies, so it was just idle, if I may use that word, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of my service. My heart was there, my mind, I would do things, but it would be one-offs in terms of serving the community, even through college. Well, because Danny Tunji became my head coach in 1996 here in Tampa, Florida, you know, he challenged us in, in ways I've never seen. Here's a head coach that in his first team meeting, he never talked about winning one football game. And that wasn't very popular as I shared. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who is this dude? We've lost 10 or more games here for 10 seasons. And he not he did not talk about that one time. He talked about, you know, serving the community, serving others, et cetera. 
So after we practiced that day, I visited with him in his office and, you know, we both know that it was spirit led because as soon as I walked in, coach said to me, say, I had a feeling in my spirit that this was meeting was going to happen. I could tell something just wasn't right in a good way with you and, and something was resonating. Mm -hmm. I say, well, coach explain to me, you know, I'm so used to winning, obviously from FSU, et cetera. Explain to me what you talked about, how we're going to take care of business in the community when, when people explain this to me. And he simply said this, he said, Hey, God put him in this position to serve his purpose and how we at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at that time, we're going to go out and serve our community. He say in that way, we're playing the game of life and we will never have a loss. He said, we'll make sure we win our fair share of games inside Tampa stadium on the football field. We're going to work hard. We're going to do things right. We're going to commit to all those things will take care of themselves. He said, but the bigger wins is when we go out in this community and we serve the community that way they we're using the stage football to serve a greater purpose. Mm. And I said, coach, I got it. I got it. I said, I'm going to do my best to be one of the leaders in that area. And he said, Derek, I trust you will. And that's really what kind of the foundation for me really started in serving the Bay Area that everything took on a new meaning, Brooke, for me from that day forward. Mm. From that day forward, it was about as I compete to be the very best on the football field, more importantly, I needed to compete and have a stage to serve the community and be the best in doing that. So everything just kind of aligned in that way. And uh, I just thank God we're looking at, you know, almost 20 plus years later, I'm still finding my way and trying to be the best team to serve our community here in the Bay Area uh, through Derek Brooks Charities. That's awesome. And I have to ask, is this – Part of the reason why you stayed 14 season with the Bucks, did you have other opportunity to go to other teams, but there was something inside of you that was like, I need to stay in the Bay Area? Well, uh, I, I would say uh, probably smarter people than me with my football talents uh, assured that. So I never had the opportunity to become, honestly, a free agent during my playing time. I had a contract extension. Okay. But I will tell you this. That affected me my last year uh, when I was released by the bus and did have a chance to become a free agent. I was not pressed to continue playing the game of football because all those things that I've done, whether it's my charity, my high school, my relationships, yes, all those things definitely had a stay in terms of me deciding to transition to retirement versus continuing to play. Uh, I did have some opportunities to keep playing, but when I measured those opportunities, if they didn't meet a certain threshold with me, I wasn't going to leave and continue my career. And, you know, in God's work, none of them met that threshold. So all those things that you talked about, yes, they did have a say and had a play. And I wrote those things down, you know, believe it or not, the pros and cons of mm -hmm. continuing to play versus the gratisfaction of playing every down of my professional career with one team. And, you know, Lord's will, that's that's what I decided to do. Wow. So when it comes to what you do with your charity, you are required 
um, to show up in a sense, to be present with people who are hurting, who have a lot of different things going on in their lives. How hard is it for you when you're going through something personally to kind of shut that off and be present? And what do you do um, to be more present with people when you're going through something internally yourself? I've had the ability and, and thank God for it to really at the things that are going on to really single focus and, you know, from a, you know, whether it's caught, you know, caught to, what is it, compartmentalize yeah, or. Yeah, 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 compartmentalize. You know, yeah. not, I really zero in. And I think I give homage to my playing days. When I'm on that football field, the things that are outside that football field does not affect me right. at all. I'm present in that moment. So God has given me that ability to, when I'm present in moment, one thing, I'm giving my all. So I, so I don't cheat the mission yeah. or I don't have regret in terms of doing it. Now, do I, do I get affected by all those other things that are going? Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a human being. Yeah, yeah. But to my point, when I'm, especially when I was playing, when I'm in front of those kids, it's all about serving those kids. It's not about thinking about a missed tackle that happened on Sunday or a mistake or did my team win or lose. It's about being in front of those kids. So when I'm on that football field, I would say I'm on that football field to do my job and, and be, the, be the best. I think where the two areas combine themselves and how I conduct myself as a human being and, and understanding that responsibility that I have as, as a role model and look to that. But uh, I could definitely uh, share that, you know, I, I lean in, you know, to my wife or if I need a sounding board, you know, writing things down as you encourage others mm -hmm. to do definitely helps, helps yeah. me because when I write things down, once I see the intersections cross, I immediately uncross them to yeah. say, hey, I need to keep A with A, B with B, C with C. So that's why I think uh, I've been able to be successful when I multitask and getting the most out of each task because I do not combine them. Yeah. And that's very wise. I think also with when you do write things down, um, not only does it help you kind of see what God's done in your life and, and, and his character, but I, for me have found that when I'm writing something down or I'm writing my prayers or my worries or the things that are going on in my day, it almost just takes the burden off of you and puts it onto God in a more tangible way. So instead of just saying it out yeah. loud, it's like, no, these are on paper now. These are not my worries anymore. These are, I'm not going to be the one to untangle everything. And so I really, really appreciate that because it, I can't even imagine, especially um, playing in the NFL, the amount of people that require so much of your time and energy. And they also look to you like you're invincible because you're on camera, mm -hmm. you're, you're a linebacker, you're, you're the guy, you know, you're it. Speaking of being a linebacker, um, who is somebody that you looked up to in the league before you got in? Like maybe somebody in your position or um, anyone else in defense? Well, I, I would say a funny story with you. I, our good friend Marcus Allen, yes. when I had a chance to play against him with Kansas City, when he called my name when we first played against him, I was so impressed. Like, Marcus Allen knows, knows, knows my name. And, and, yeah. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. You are one of the great ones. I'm like, Marcus Allen knows my name. So yes. I went and told everybody, hey, Marcus Allen knows my, yeah. knows my name. So uh, I, I honestly, growing up, I, I never really had someone that I wanted to be after in terms of playing football. 
Uh, that that was not not the case. My actually role model was our insurance agent, uh, Mr. Herbert. And, and here's why. Because back then, insurance men used to go door to door and collect premiums. Yeah. So my parents used to write him a check every month and they never complained about paying him. Now everybody else, yeah, they got a few choice words. Yeah. <laughs> he always wore a nice suit and he drove a BMW. Wow. So I was wow. like, this is a nice job to have. You got a nice car. He wears a suit all the time and he's not a preacher and everybody gives him money. Now, I don't know what he does with it, but I know he collects he it. He collects money. So I just wanted, exactly. So that was my, that was my item. But once I started playing the game of football, you know, especially when I got to the NFL, you know, guys by the junior Seau, man, he was, I, I studied him a lot. I mean, he was the guy in 1995 when I came in, that was the standard for me. Mm. And he wore, I wore the same number as him. So I studied, I really studied uh, him a lot. And when I had a chance to meet him, you know, at the Pro Bowl in 1997 to say he was watching me and to sit down and get some nuggets from him in terms of how do you get better, man, that was fantastic. Uh, Derek Thomas, uh, even though we had different styles, because he was more rush passer than I did, but how he impacted the game. Uh, he was a guy that I just looked at his impact. Hardy Nickerson, who was on my team uh, as our team captain, when you talk about a man that invested a lot of time into me in terms of teaching me how to be a professional and a pro's pro, uh, I couldn't thank him enough, you know, for taking the time to really teach us and show, you know, a young player like me you know, hey, this is how you be a professional, not just be a linebacker. Yeah. So I would say those are, are, are three, you know, even four guys that, you know, I, if I would say games, I looked at it and appreciate what they did. Uh, I love competing against some of the best backs uh, during my time. Uh, it was always fun to compete against Marshall Falk uh, just because he was a complete running back to me. Yeah. Pass, protection, smarts. And I knew I had to bring out the best of me to even be successful against him. So Marshall was always fun to play against. Barry Sanders, um, he created a, a few long nights <laughs> playing against him uh, in the same division for all those yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, I studied him a little more than most, but I'm always be biased when it comes to running backs and, and say Emmett Smith. Uh, because we're from the same hometown. And I watched Emmett places. We were young men, so I'm always be biased yeah. to say Emmett's, you know, the, the greatest of my time just because yeah. I got to yeah. represent that Pensacola connection. And he picked the right school to go to, the Florida Gators. So he <laughs> definitely, I'm a little biased to him over you as well. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website, you can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. Are you a Bucks fan now? Like, are you still? Oh, yes. Really? Okay. So that's your team. Oh, yes. Yes, but I'm, I'm a, a fan of the game yeah. of football, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you. I, I'm a, 
you know, you get you give me two people competing with each other in a football, and I'm and I'm gonna watch it. And yeah. I'm definitely a, a fan of, of the team, and you know, serving different roles from the NFL. Yeah. You know, whether it's you know host of the Super Bowl committee and to to see the bug make history, hosting the Super Bowl, winning it in their home stadium. Man, so so proud, mm-hmm. you know, of that team and that organization. So. Uh, yes, they are, no doubt about it, uh, my favorite team, and, and I'm biased, and I root for them, you know, uh, every single week and, and want to see those successes because I still have relationships over there, right. uh, whether it's with the owners, the front office, you know, the head coach and players. Uh, uh, they're definitely going to always be uh, my favorite team. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. them in Florida State, they're neck and neck. <laughs> See, I feel bad because you picked the two worst Florida teams. I'm a Gator and a Dolphins fan, but that's okay. We'll still keep you on the show and collect your wisdom. Did you ever think that you'd be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a kid? Uh, No, I never dreamed about it. And even the early part of my playing years, never thought about it. The one individual that brought Hall of Fame to my attention was uh, the great John McLean. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, right for the Tennessee Titans and a Hall of Fame voter now. He visited with myself, John Lynch, and Warren Sapp in 2001 uh, at the request of Tom McEwen, who was the Buccaneers Hall of Fame voter. And that's the first time Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. me, potential ever was mentioned to me and he's you know and it was a conversation like hey you guys are competing your franchise is doing good you're going against other players of this caliber and this is how you know some people start to look at you guys not like me Mm. hall of fame but once he said that i honestly felt a competitive obligation that hey i need to give my team more if this is the perception of our team and we're in these categories, I got to step it up. Uh, Coach Tony Dungy mentioned our defense when he got here in 96 that we were designed after three Hall, you know, basically Hall of Famers that was with the Steelers. He compared me to Jack Ham, Warren Sapp, you know, to <laughs> Joe Green and Do- Johnny Lynch to Donnie Shell. So he mentioned that our defense, you know, he saw us as small and those guys – on his Steelers team in their defense. But I didn't think of that as a whole. I thought about that. My responsibility in this defense was very similar uh, to Jack Ham. And man, Jack Ham's a Hall of Famer. I definitely got to play well. But when he mentioned that, I just think I took a a whole new perspective because I wanted to give my best, especially when I played against players that I thought may be Hall of Famers. I need to be on, you know, show up on that level in terms of my play. So uh, yeah. I thought about it. I could say in 2001, now when I retired, uh, did I think I, I had a serious chance? Yes, absolutely. And, and that was, you know, due to what my playing right. career ter- said in terms of the historicals. But I'll tell you this, Brooke, until your name is called, you never make that assumption. Yeah. You never make that assumption that you are a shoe in. And, and I never did. So when I got that that uh, phone call and knock on the door, uh, again, there's a feeling that I never forget. Yeah. So did um, David Baker knock on your door? He started, I think, in 2014. Yes. 
That's when you yeah, wrote it to be Yeah, that was uh, I was his first phone call. What? Uh, he came on yeah, to write it actually, down. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Because that was the first she took over. I knew David Baker. Okay, you know from the Arena Football League days because I, you know. I was uh, recruited to perhaps be an investor in the league. So I knew David prior to him accepting this job. So when he became the president uh, of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it was in my, you know, obviously my first year eligibility. And and he said, hey, if you're if you're going to make that fun, you'll be the first call and knock I made. And sure enough, wow. uh, in New York uh, he called and knocked on my door, and I was his, his uh, first. And so uh, David and I go way back. And, uh, again, that has become such, you know, a uh, tradition now. Yeah. Uh, and, I, again, thankfully that he was able to brand that for the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah, he started that year. Well, that's incredible because he got to come on Write It Down, and that was super cool. So now having you on here is a cool fo- full cir- circle moment for me as well. I know you got to go. I have a couple rapid fire. I want you to share your Write yes. It Down, and, and we'll get you out of here. But barber or cut your own hair? Barber. Barber. Forever? <laughs> your whole life? You never do well, it yourself? Well, no, I, only when I used to not wear hair, but then I, I just got a barber to do it because I wanted to actually do something with my sons. Yeah. So taking them to the barber shop is our tradition. So I always say barber. That's awesome. Okay. So ideal day off, like doing nothing. What would your ideal day off be? Oh, golf, sun up to sundown. And you want hundred. Hopefully a hundred holes. Yeah. Marcus pay you to say that. All right. Pick, no. Pickles or banana peppers? Uh, pickles. Pickles. I like pickles. All right. Ice bath or steam room? Oh, ice bath. Oh, bowl. I got to have both. Really? Because I did both. I did both probably every day from my second year all the way to year 14. If people knew that's what you're going to find Derek out to practice, he's going to get in that cold tub and he's going to finish it off in a sauna, not a steam, but a, a sauna. sauna. So like, yes, I did those two religiously. So I can't pick, I have to you, say both. Okay. Okay. Well, I always felt like sitting in a sauna. I felt like sitting in a garage, but you know, it helps. <laughs> if they say it helps, it helps. All right. Well, if you make, but if you make me say pick one, I'm I'm gonna say ice bath because okay. that's more of a healing. Okay, more effective. All right, last little rapid fire. What's more electric, playing on Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day? I would say I only played once on Thanksgiving and we lost uh, <laughs> to the Cowboys. But I'd rather say th- I was rather say Thanksgiving because I like to spend Christmas with my family. With your family. Rightfully so. All right, Derek Brooks, we're at the point of that show where I ask the guests to give the audience something to write down. What is your write it down, Derek Brooks? Uh, My write it down uh, for me is simply this. Uh, Every goal, I would say write it down. And in addition to write it down, once you write it down, you pray over it. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell my kids uh, today. My favorite verse in the Bible is Proverbs 16.3. Commit everything you do unto the Lord and your plan will succeed. And I tell them that because once you involve God, you got at least a 90% chance to succeed because if it's not his will, he'll show you and you make your adaptations that's not his will. If it is his will, you got to grind it to make sure that you deserve it and you're honoring him 
with whatever that commitment is. So mm -hmm. that's my write it down moment. Write down that scripture, Proverbs 16, 3. And once you write down your goals, you pray over it and ask God to be a part of it. I love it. Derek Brooks, thank you so much for joining our show. Thank you very much. Look forward to doing it again. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. It stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.